0: My desire with this book is to help you see how your clutter is helping you and have you turn that into profound action that sets you free so that you're not spending every weekend de- decluttering and organizing so you don't feel ashamed, so you're not surrounding yourself with people who shame you for your clutter, that you are embracing the totality of who you are and really like stepping into this next chapter in a, the most empowered, happy state that you can.
1: Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Everyone, welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. I cannot wait for today's convo. You're gonna love this woman. Today's guest is Star Hansen. What a groovy name. She is a certified professional organizer. We all need her already. And a clutter whisperer on a mission to help you banish your personal clutter monster. Rawr! Take control of your stuff and create a life you're truly proud of. Star looks at the deeper meaning of your stuff to help you figure out why you feel overwhelmed by your clutter in the first place. Wait for the title of her book. It's like my fave. Star's best-selling book, Why the Fuck Am I Still Not Organized? Hello! has inspired countless individuals to tackle their clutter head-on and find lasting solutions. She has appeared on over 30 TV shows, given a TEDx talk, and shared her fitted sheet, oh, please help me, (laughs) folding secrets with Oprah and her fans. Her unique, her unique, unique New York, unique New York, her unique methodology has helped thousands of people get and stay organized when nothing else worked. First of all, Star, welcome to the show. Second of all, we need you. I'm going to tell you why I think we need you. Uh, Well, it's called the Midlife Makeover Show. So we're here at Midlife. And when you're in your 40s and 50s, most of us have birdies leaving the nest. And then we end up with this huge nest with all this stuff left over in our nest. And whether we uh, downsize to a smaller nest or we stay in a big nest, we got to kind of start decluttering a bit. Um, so I know it was a challenge for me, but uh, yeah, giddy up, girl, Star Hanson, Uh, First question for you. How did you become a decluttering queen? Ah, well, so good to be here with you. I feel like we are like old, kindred spirits
0: and i love it not old we're not old we're not old old. no i i it's i i debunked the old myth like i went on a date a few weeks ago and this guy was younger than me by a couple years and he kept talking about how old he was and he's like oh i gotta get my my spectacles on and i was like dude i'm gonna live until i'm like a hundred if you're calling yourself old now i ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. No.
1: Thank you, you and I are much. so alike. I'm like
0: hard passer. Um, So so I became an organizer completely accidentally, which isn't that the origin story? Yes. That wants to hear? Just live your life and the world will show you what to do next. So at the time I was an actress and what I knew in my heart is that I was a healer and I thought that I could do that through acting, but acting did not feel that way to me in practice. Like I was booking work and I was you know, doing the thing that I had said I wanted to do for so long, but I didn't like someone telling me what size I needed to be, how I looked too much like a best friend or, you know, like there was some, there was some very interesting advice I was given that I say, no, thank you to. So simultaneously, while back on the ranch, I am like (laughs) looking for something. Okay, great. And I remember there was this assignment that we, that our coach gave us, like our acting coach for admin was like, come up with 50 ways you can make money without working a job. And I came up with this organizing solution for tax receipts. And I sold like two. But I suddenly had like three or four people who were like, "Hey, can you help me get organized? You're really organized." Because, dude, this was back in 2004, 2002, 2004 before organizing blew up and is what it is today. So. Like, I was like, sure. And I started doing this. And suddenly I noticed, I was like, wow, this is perfect. It's a beautiful medium because there's a medium with which we can work. You can see tangible change. People Mm. show up. They want to do the work. They're excited about it. But I can do this deeper healing work at the same time. So it gave me this perfect blend. And I have never looked back. Like it was Mm. within a few months, I was doing this full time. And I have not once ever thought about doing something different. I love everything about what I do for a living now.
1: Yeah. And you're so good at it. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what, too? I think here we have all this stuff. We don't really think at the deeper aspect, the emotional connection to our stuff.
0: Totally. And I think, you know, people, when they think about the emotional connection, they think of the shame, the overwhelm, the fear. Mm -hmm. And that's that for sure is there. Like, let's just name that clutter brings up a lot of those feelings and it's really tough. But you know, no systems, boxes, bins is going to solve that for you. Like, right. so for me, what I've learned in the last two decades of doing this is that you have to figure out how clutter is helping you because mm-hmm. it's not about like, you know, if, if you have recurring clutter, there is such thing as clutter. That's just like basic clutter, right? Like mm-hmm. when you pared down, right? It's not that you're decluttering, but you're, re- you reduced what wouldn't fit into your RV and that's right. like decluttering it's not like your stuff was bad or horrible, but you're like, I have a goal and I'm doing this thing. Now, what's different is when you have recurring clutter, clutter that shows up over and over again, no matter how many times you clear it on the nightstand, on the partner side of the bed, on the floor, on the countertop, in the garage. That's where I want to dig in because if you have recurring clutter, I promise you it is doing something to help you. And Mm. That is a new concept for people. So for some people, it's communicating for them. Some it's helping them remind themselves of a task or who they really are. For some people, it's protection. Like I share a story about a client who we could, no matter how many times we organized his office, it would just get cluttered again because, Mm. you know, the deeper cause was he had a break in and he was using the clutter to protect his valuables. Interesting. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, like you show me recurring clutter, I will show you how it is helping you in some way. And then the cool thing is, once you see how it's helping you, then you can actually get that need met. You're going to stop like beating the drum of the clutter and you're going to move into meeting the need like he needed protection. So once we made sure that his possessions were protected and safe and, you know, sturdy from an invader, then the clutter didn't need to exist anymore. It was gone within a session. So once you know Mm. the deeper cause of your clutter, Any system will work. And if you don't know the cause of your clutter, no system is going to work.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, I would think that some people come to you wanting to just organize. But really what they end up doing is decluttering and then organizing what remains. Right. Yeah, so, well, yeah. it used to be, right? So, I think yeah. people
0: know now cuz I mean, right before COVID, I launched everything online and started doing more classes. So, people come to me now and they know. They know what they're getting into. They show up now and they're like, "Okay, so my clutter is helping protect me from this abusive person in my life yeah. and what I need is better boundary." They show up and they know now. They're like, "Ah, I'm here cuz someone finally like gave them a light." But before it was, it was like, "I just want to get organized and I would show up and I would know within one session what was really going on so big ooh right. she wants to leave her husband got it and she's not telling me that but her stuff is telling me that based on where it is what it is and so i'm reading the clutter and yes they come in and they are just like i want so, you know they're not telling me what they're thinking but they're thinking i want to be able to fit everything i own into a u-haul and leave if and when i need to and I'm tracking that going, we'll get you there, mama. But along the way, I'm also making sure that you have communication tools, your needs are met, like anything that's missing that's causing the clutter to build up. That's my greater job. I don't really care if you're organized or not. I care if your needs are met because when your needs are met, the clutter is just going to, you know, melt away. And, you know, I tell people organizing is easy. It's not mm-hmm. simple, but it's mm-hmm. easy. And I like when people, if you want to fight me on it, go download my organizing is dot com handout because I will teach you how to organize. Like if you think that you're here to get organized, there are 10 steps to get organized. easy.com. That's not the real issue. There's something bigger going on.
1: Silly question. I was just thinking back and like in my house and houses that I had. Do you find, is there a difference psychologically when the clutter is obvious or it's hidden like within drawers and cabinets? That's such a good question.
0: You should have your own podcast. That's a good idea. I should start a podcast. You totally should. Oh my gosh. You know, I was talking about this the other day, how it's so interesting when we look at the cause, you know, like the emotions beyond the clutter. So I say, okay, if, if you're someone who might maybe run a little anxious, you might have your stuff out because you don't want to miss something or forget about something. If you run a bit overwhelmed, you might be shoving stuff in a back closet or in a bedroom because you don't want to look at it because it's too overwhelming to you. And Mm -hmm. so what I, I do notice that there's definitely different clutter styles based on the emotions that are running in your body. But you know, the truth is, and oftentimes you can have both, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got like, The clutter that you don't want anyone to see because it's so vulnerable, the losses we've endured, the, I call them landmines like Mm -hmm. things that just explode your heart when you look at it, like that letter from a loved one or a reminder of a previous chapter. And then you've got this like practical day-to-day clutter, which, you know, one of my favorite stories to tell is this client who anytime she wanted to hide something from her family, she would just build a mountain of clutter in front of it. I mean, and you would just see these mountains of clutter all over her house. And at first, at first she was like, oh, they're so random. And I was like, each one of them is hiding or distracting from something that you don't yes. want your family to find. Like it's genius. It's I mean, like I. Why are we mad at our clutter? We should be celebrating that you are so smart that you were able to create a strategy that supported you.
1: Brilliant. You know, yeah, that's so fascinating. I was just thinking back. Um, so I had my story on decluttering to get me into this little box on wheels. Uh, I never thought that I had a you know an issue with clutter per se but I had stuff and actually as you start to get rid of that stuff you realize it is clutter
0: <laughs> well clutter is just defined as like too much it's like more it's too than much. you prefer too yeah.
1: Much. yeah which and I think what's, you're living in a three-bedroom
0: too, house it's not too much but you yeah. living in an RV is too much
1: yeah, exactly. And I went from whatever, I had 6,000 square feet down to four, down to two, down to 1,000 square feet. Now I'm at 150 square feet, right? And throughout that entire journey of decluttering gradually over the years, and as the kids were leaving the nest, right? For me, okay, mine was in my kitchen. And I was, I was a French pastry chef. So I did have a lot of, a lot of stuff like for cooking and baking and things like that. So that I kind of like rationalized a bit, but I also, I loved entertaining. Now here's, it's funny. I literally can remember calling my mom, bawling my eyes out. And I'm holding these, this platter, like a party platter. And I was like, and my mom has been a full-time RVer for 27 years. And I was like, I have like all these party platters and I don't know what I should do with these. And she's like, Wendy, you're not going to be throwing fancy parties at an RV park. (laughs) 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 And really what it came down to was letting go of an old identity, an old Wendy of doing these huge parties, which were exhausting to begin with. And really it was like setting myself free. It sounds crazy. but I was like, it was, it was moving into a new life and I had to let go of that old life. And so I was like, I had to force myself to just put the party platters in the Goodwill box, like, you know? And then the other thing I noticed about me was the little knickknacks, like knickknacks on the show. I had tons of them and what they were, they were reminders. For Wendy to to be like, this makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. And then I realized I was like, I don't need stuff outside of me to help me feel better. It's yeah. already in me. Yeah. Like that. I know it sounds silly, but like I mean, no, I was it all is spiritual little knickknacks. Like yes. I go to Sedona. I'm like, ooh, look at that crystal. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I'll take it. And I was like, I don't need all these crystals. Like I'm, I am the crystal. Like I know it sounds corny, but I don't need all that stuff outside of me as reminders. I can remind myself.
0: Yes. So So I think, I feel like you just highlighted so beautifully why midlife is the most badass Chapter for us, like, look, let's be real. Puberty was not fun. Like twenties, <laughs> awkward as hell. I don't care how hot you were, it was super fucking awkward for all of us. But it is so. Weird. Now it's like, so we're midlife. It's like, okay, we've achieved. We know we're badasses. We're yep. standing in our power. And what's tricky about this layer of clutter is, and this chapter of life is, we're redefining ourselves. And yes. What that means is we have to grieve the former versions of us. We mm. have to be willing to postulate the future, which I will just name. If you have lived life to this point, you have seen some shit. Yeah. I went to like a meditation the other day and they were so like sweet and positive. And I feel like I showed up there like I just come from a battlefield. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, it's like we've seen some life and we have to choose. Like at this point, you've seen, yeah. like, I've watched people that I love die. I have lived through hell. It is sometimes hard to put on that like law of attraction. I can just manifest magic in my life. Like, yes, you can. And also (laughs) horrible stuff is going to happen and we cannot escape that. Like, okay. But what it allows us to do is to start to like, from this place of groundedness, of knowing the positive, the negative, all the shades is we get to redefine our lives. And it's so beautiful. And I think, you know, just in a physical world too, we're not in that making babies phase anymore right we are now we get our energy back we're not taking any shit off anyone like sorry boys you need to go sit in the corner until you figure out what you did wrong because we got (laughs) things to do like you know it's like we are in just this power generate like generating area of our lives and it's so cool and that is if you can approach like organizing and decluttering from that. If you can mm-hmm. start off with the question of who am I today and who do I want to be for the yes. next chapter of my life, that is more powerful than you saying, Oh, I'm such a, I totally failed. I didn't organize. My house doesn't look like anyone else's. Who cares? Like, yeah. Like move forward, choose who you are today and make peace. Like I'm not saying ignore it or bypass it. I'm saying grieve it, honor it, be present to it, and honor the complexities of it. Like your story that you just described about the cookie sheets. I have several clients who have like mm-hmm. catering <laughs> companies. And that not only was a former version of themselves, yeah. it also is an escape hatch. What if the world yep. falls down again? What if they lose their job? Can they make money? I don't want to have to rebuy that. We need to pay attention to all those little voices yeah. because those are the ones that will help us heal and create wholeness way yeah. more, you know, than just get rid of it, purge it.
1: Yeah. Letting go is challenging. That's I mean, probably I've read the book "Letting Go" uh, yes. several times, and um, and it's still a challenge for me. Whether it's letting go of an emotion or a person or a thing or a place, even it's very challenging. And I would think as people start to go through their stuff, no matter how small it is, like if it's a little knickknack that you bought. Uh, at Disney World with your kids when you had your family, right? And some maybe the family, maybe you're divorced now and the kids are gone and you're still looking at this little Mickey Mouse figure or something. Well, and and it's so, so hard many, to let that go.
0: It is. Well, and it's, you know, I look at it. So I also, I too am a crystal collector. And you know that you I are see never, them back I told, they're there. everywhere. They're all <laughs> the places. Like, but you know, you're never making that money back. I can never right. sell this giant yep. rose quartz to someone for what I bought it for. I mean, g- generally, no. And I'm going to forget all all these little stones back here. I'm going to forget what all them are. I just am. It's going to be a thing. Yep. But I have a, a unique thing, right? Because I, I'm a midlifer who's childless. I really wanted a family and I did not mm. get that. And that is a grief I have to mourn every day in uh. different layers, right? It's really, really hard. And that's a layer I just want to speak too quickly to my other child childless people which is Mm -hmm. it is so painful and bittersweet when you realize that it does not matter if I have perfectly curated my yearbooks no one is going to want them like and it's and it's heartbreaking because it's like oh my god I have no legacy like Mm -hmm. I have no like so when do I throw those yearbooks out when do I throw away my family photos like when my parents and my brother pass when my like when When do my possessions no longer matter to the world at large? And that is just like how those of you who have children, you look, I don't want to be a burden to my children. I don't want to create case. We are both holding very painful stones trying to yeah. make sense of
1: the grief while we ha- still have decades ahead of us, yes, yeah. that's such a good point. You know, i <clears throat> my um in-laws, they died within ninety days of one another. And I remember when, um, after my father-in-law passed and being quite the organizer myself, I was like, I will take care of their house. And, you know, I hired someone to come in sell the furniture and do all that. And, and we went through everything and literally by the time I was done with the whole thing, there was one box left in the center of the garage For their sons to take for my ex, right? And and I really I was staring at that one box, going, "Wow, is that is that what happened?" Like if you think about it, you come into this world with nothing, you leave with nothing. Yeah. And then there was one box behind of just some pictures and a couple little, you know, knickknacks, right? Yeah. And I was, and I thought about that for myself. And then when I was decided to do this RV thing. And I had to start getting rid of stuff and I, and I, whenever I would hold something in my hand and I was like, okay, where is this going to Goodwill? Am I going to sell this thing? Is it going in the garbage? Does it go in the RV? (laughs) I had all of these labels and I would, I would hold it for a minute. And and then when I couldn't decide, I'd be like, girl, who, when I go, this little thing will go somewhere. And then yeah. I when once it shifted for me, when I stopped thinking that I was getting rid of it, like as if it was like disappearing and disintegrating in the universe, I was like, no, I'm recycling it. It's going to someone like if this little uh, rose quartz crystal, I, I can't put it anywhere in the RV. Well, it's going to someone that will light up their life.
0: Yeah. It'll and make them, their feel
1: legacy. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, totally. okay, I'm not getting rid of anything. It's just, it's circulating in the no, world.
0: But I, I think at this point, so if you think when we're in our 20s, 30s, we are nesting. We yes. are making space. We are either like yep. getting, buying a house, getting kids, like do, getting kids. You just go to the kids store and pick them up. It's that's <laughs> how I understand they do it. You're yeah. having children, right? Some people get kids. It's fine. So, <laughs> like, so in this phase, like 40s, 50s, 60s, we're yeah. shifting. We want that weight off of us, that burden off of us, mm-hmm. and it's it's a reframe, I think. And so, it's. I mean, I'm the same. Like, I honestly, this is like hilarious and strange. I don't decorate for Christmas anymore because I. So I travel during the holidays. And every time I look at that holiday box, I just only picture myself putting it up and taking it down. And I'm like, why do I put it up to just take it down? Like, no. Now, Halloween, (laughs) that's a different story. I will decorate for Halloween every day of the week. I value that. That's a high value priority for me. But (laughs) it's, you know, I think we get to this point and I'm a bit nomadic, similar to you. I move frequently. I don't feel tethered into any one location. I think that's one of my gifts as well as a challenge that I get to be, experience in this lifetime. And so like, even in this new house, like I moved to Santa Fe this year and I love it here, but I am so hesitant to buy anything for this house because I already know I'm leaving. And so it's really, and it's funny because it's like, yes, there's a part of me that wants a forever home, but I kind of know myself by now. And I also really go with the flow. I think that's the key,
1: right? There's no right or wrong way of decluttering organizing none of it it's no. just knowing who you are and why you're there's got to be intention behind it right and, and once you know that like and i guess it's like kind of what the point you were making before of okay knowing who you were who you are and who you want to be and yeah. does that does that align with the life that you want to live and who you want to be right and there's this standing in our power and knowing
0: ourselves, like having real insight about who yeah. we are. I think for decades, we often try to fit into society's mold. And mm-hmm. I think we're in this current chapter of realizing, hey, I don't have to. Like yeah. whatever yeah. your neurodivergence is, whatever your preferences are, who, however yeah. you function, like embrace it, embody it. Because, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I don't like if you have ADHD, for example, 90% of the systems that are out there were not built for you. That is very frustrating. Don't live in that paradigm. Create something that works for you. Build something that works for you. And I think that's just, in general, that's what we want to do. We want to start building a life that works Mm -hmm. for us versus trying to just like, you know, fit in or do what we should do. There's no should. Like, embrace who you are and create systems around
1: that. Yeah. And like, for me right now with where I'm at, like, this fits for me. This, This aligns with Wendy and who I truly am. Yeah. And just setting myself free. This really, like, why live in an RV? Well, to me, it meant freedom. It meant that I can go where I want to go and that I'm not attached to any particular thing. That works for me.
0: Yeah. And for someone else, yeah. it won't work, right? It's like you right. and I are like the the free spirits of the world who are like, you can't hold us back, city. But there are some people who, like, will live in the same house until they die. And yes. And actually, in many ways, that's the harder version to deal with the clutter because you and I, I know better than to bring certain things into my house because they are future things I will have to get rid of. So I either will buy them secondhand because I don't want to pay full price for something I'm not going to sell for full price or I'll strategize knowing my exit strategy. But when I've lived in a home for a period of years and I've thought it's my forever home when I have those Mm -hmm. chapters... I will just accumulate so much crap. You know, you've got the garage and suddenly you're like, oh, I have a treadmill out there and, and a, you know, a boxing ring <laughs> and then clothes and a horse. hanging off the treadmill. Exactly. It's like, oh my God, because you have the space. And I, I, the first time I had that experience, I was shocked that I was like, wow, I've only been here yeah. three years, but I filled up every, I mean, it was me and a few huh. other people, but it's like, we filled up the space. And yep. so having a home with space to fill we tend to fill it. Like that's, that's a thing we do as humans.
1: Yeah. There's a a rule, if you will, in an RV life. Like if something comes in the RV, something's got to go out the RV. Yes.
0: One in, one out.
1: Yeah. And I think about that now when I'm, you know, of course I travel to all these different places and souvenir shops and I'm like, I look at it and then I stop and go, okay, wait a minute, Wendy. If you buy this silly magnet, then you know that is, and then I'm like, no, I don't want to clutter up my space. And that's one thing too. When you're in a smaller space, you're you're surrounded by your stuff. Like it's right, literally, like it can touch my kitchen counter right now. Right from from the dinette. Totally. So you see the stuff more, you feel it more, and if you have too much in here, it feels very claustrophobic.
0: Well, and here's the thing. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So a lot of things. So we are. So I will just name that we are up against this consumer driven society that tends to market from a very materialistic place. You're not enough if you don't have this thing. You need this. You want. And most of us are not inherently materialistic. That's just. The truth. Most of us are not. And yep. so we're up against this thing that is selling to us on our phone and on the billboards alongside of the road and TV shows and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to think about all the people who have been paid to place items in front of your face to make it. <laughs> They're very
1: that. good. They're very Everywhere. good at it. Yeah. When <laughs> I was an
0: actor, I remember being on, on set and there was a guy, I'm sitting there chatting with this adorable dude. And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I do product placement. He makes sure that that cereal box is not random. They paid for that to be in your face. Yes. Like if there's Cheerios, like General Mills paid for that to have that exact exposure. Like, so there is no accident. You are being like having things forced down your throat. And, and what I notice is like, I'll go shopping or look, I live in Santa Fe. So we have
1: like the best
0: art. It's so lovely. Oh yeah. So nice. It's So great. But I'll walk around and be like, oh, that's so pretty. Or, oh, that's so cute. And I'll feel that I'll have a deep appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. But when I see something I have to have, I don't care. I have to have it. It's like the strongest yes. And so wait, wait until there's a hell yes. Hell yes of what you want to organize. Hell yes of what you want to bring in your house. Hell yes of what you want to get rid of. Don't be in such a rush. Like allow your natural intuition to guide you in making those choices.
1: And with clothing. Oh my gosh. I My closet, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this. My closet was the size of my RV. I believe it. I've, I've, I've seen never, it. And yes, it was extremely organized. Matter of fact, I might post a reel on when this comes out on Thursday of my closet. Yeah. Very organized, all in colors. Uh, You know, like got to do the shocker colors, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> love it. Very, very Kardashian. Had, I love had it.
1: Very, it was very, very organized. But oh my gosh. Once, I mean, in my closet now, I don't know if you can see, if you're looking on YouTube, that's my closet back there. That's all I have. Well, and, and
0: and that's probably a sufficient amount because, like Pareto's yeah, I mean, principle says it perfectly. We wear twenty yeah. percent of our objects eighty percent of the time. Yeah, that's, and I, so I was, only need twenty.
1: And I had, I ended up wearing the same damn crap all the time anyway. As a matter of fact, it yeah. was funny. There was because uh, it post a lot of reels, and someone made some kind of like trying to be rude. They're like, "You wore that in the last." three reels. And I was like, yeah, and I'm going to wear it in the next three. Yeah. <laughs> I, to- I like it. And I don't care if I'm wearing the same. As a matter of fact, Steve Jobs, he wore the same thing every single day. So he would save time, money, and energy. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, When
0: I, when I work in the field, I wear the exact same outfit. I have like a uniform that I wear when I do organizing in person because I'm like, no, it needs to not get stained. It needs to be comfortable. What (laughs) it's like basic, but it's, you know, I think as women, especially like we were talking about this before we started, but as women, especially midlife women, like our body does things we did not oh. anticipate it doing. Like I was like, wait, no one <laughs> invited my opinion about the inner tube that is now resting around my waist. Like I didn't, no one solicited my opinion. Cause I would have said no. Yeah, no, no, thank you.
1: I don't choose that.
0: Totally. But so I have like, like I, so this is the one area where I have more that I would prefer to have, but I refuse to get rid of it. And let me tell you why, because I am, so I've put on some COVID midlife cush weight, but I don't believe it's staying. And I refuse to get rid of my $200 jeans that have been tailored to me. So those are $300 jeans because I have been, they've been tailored to my very unique style of body. So no, I will not get rid of them. I don't care that I'm a professional organizer, like yeah. not at this moment, like thank you very yeah. much, but it's most women I know have two to three different sizes and they oh, might need yeah. those two to three sizes within a month. And yeah. that's complicated. So allowing us to be patient for the complication that happens and like I know for me my weight has fluctuated most of my life so it's something I have to have a lot of grace around but midlife tends to be like a little more dramatic but you know (laughs) it's like we want to we want to be present to it we want to like let it be okay that like like my communication is it is okay if you have things that you yep. are not ready to get rid of. It is yep. okay if you have things that you are still working through. I talk about um, my sister passed away and mm-hmm. I had this box of VHS tapes that my parents had given me. And I tried to watch one of them and it sent me into a major PTSD flashback. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like reeled like crazy. And so what I did is I put those in a box, labeled them VHS tapes to you know solve at some point and put it in the garage so I wouldn't have to look at it and I wouldn't accidentally happen upon it. It is okay if you are in transition in certain chapters and areas of your life. That is okay and necessary, yep. actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to force yourself to get rid of something to keep it, whatever, or process Just,
0: it because it's yeah, not like I or need process it exactly yeah, it's like to do that st- to. For the clothes, I need to process it. For the VHS tapes, yep. I need to process it. And that's the thing that most of us get. You think you're overwhelmed yeah. at the clutter. You're not overwhelmed at the clutter. You're overwhelmed at the process it will take to be able to release that clutter, which is substantial. Yeah. So it's okay if you're not going to do it all at once.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, when I went through all my decluttering, I ended up with one bin, a huge bin that has all the pictures. And and honestly, I I think it was more so I just ran out of time. But eventually what I want to do is go through those pictures and put them all on digital. It's like kind of yeah. the new thing now, right? And then yeah. just send copies to everyone that wants the pictures. And that way I'm not lugging this gigantic bin around everywhere. But within that bin are pictures of people that have passed. Yeah. And so it's you almost you have to gear up for it. You have to be like, okay, yeah. and of course back in, I mean. Back then, we'd have regular cameras, remember? And you would take pictures and you'd go to Walgreens to get them developed. And um, they were being so kind and giving you duplicates like, oh, yeah. great. Thanks a lot. Well, <laughs> now I have to go through and throw out those duplicates because otherwise you're paying to for someone to digitize two of the same, right? Yeah. So I have to go through that and I know I'll pass through pictures of my brother, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that'll be challenging. Or my ex-husband that died at the age of 26, like, holy moly. Yeah, And so you have to gear up for it. It's, it's, and, and actually, I I feel like you just have to embrace it. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to be pissed, be pissed. Like just let it all come through and just, and gear up for the process. Yeah. When you're ready.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I always say the number one thing that stops us from getting organized is the emotions that come up. So, you learning to be present to those emotions, having a process for managing your emotions, self regulation, Mm -hmm. any action you need to take, and going slow. Like, this is the problem. I've done a lot of TV shows, and I will just tell you, it's not real, guys. Like, if I say I did a two day makeover, we were there five days. It was not two days. There is a giant team of people behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. making all the mountains move. And it's, and it's beautiful and inspiring Mm -hmm. to watch, you know, when you're watching it. But the truth is for you to do that at home is very different. And it would feel overwhelming for you to try to tackle it by yourself in such a constrained amount of time. What I would rather have you do is take your sweet ass time, take your time, process, look at those pictures, share them with other people, tell your stories, call a friend. Half of my job is listening to people's stories. Half of my job is just being present to your emotional experience. And we need that. And if you have clutter and you are tired of being bullied by your loved ones who keep asking you how much you got rid of and are you organized yet and telling you very kindly that you need to declutter (laughs) and you just got to get rid of stuff, it is totally fine to ask them, hey, when you say that to me, it makes me want to hold on to things more. What would be more helpful is if you could tell me a story about something you found today or tell me Mm -hmm. why something was important to, you Mm -hmm. know, to you.
1: It's like trying to rush someone through a grief or a loss, right? Or birth. You are birthing
0: the next version of you. You don't rush a birth. You're not like, oh, just get out here, baby. Like you are being birthed. Like this is your next chapter. And why would we rush that? Like we want to honor that and celebrate that and celebrate it really every single time. Not when you're done. Celebrate yeah. the effort, not the completion.
1: Mm, well said. You're really good at this. Oh, thanks. I like it very
0: much. <laughs> so tell us about your book. Oh my gosh. So that's my baby. Oh, that's so, your baby. This is my baby. I didn't have a human baby. I had a book baby. And I have plant babies. <laughs> So these are my babies and gemstone babies. Um, So yeah, so I just knew that I needed to take the wisdom of the last 20 years Mm -hmm. because people often think of organizing as a task to complete. I've got to get my house organized, check that box and move on. But the truth is organizing is like hygiene you don't brush your teeth once and then you're done brushing your teeth for all times or cleaning your house. Like, and we live in a capitalist society that's always going to shove more stuff in your face. (laughs) For a minimalist, someone's coming for you in the mail, (laughs) go to a store, like uh, get a gift bag. Like it's a thing. (laughs) So what I wanted was to really like meet that cry that I hear from people, which is like, why can I not get this together? And so this book is for people who keep seeing clutter show up over and over again, no matter what they've tried. And It's been such a beautiful experience to see, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I wrote it because I could feel that it was it needed to be born. And you never know when you make a baby what it's going to do out in the world. Like, is it going to be a delinquent (laughs) and like set a Circle K on fire? Or is it going to like go, you know, to Calcutta and help people? You don't know. But I've gotten the most beautiful feedback from people like, hey, I listened to this book three times. Um, it helped me so much. You're sharing, you know, you're making me feel less ashamed of my clutter and helping me really see what's going on. And my desire with this book is to help you see how your clutter is helping you and have you turn that into profound action that sets you free so that you're not spending every weekend decluttering and organizing so you don't feel ashamed. So you're not surrounding yourself with people who shame you for your clutter, that you are embracing the totality of who you are and really like stepping into this next chapter in a, the most empowered, happy state that you can.
1: And just enjoy the journey, the whole process, right? Yeah,
0: stop waiting for your yeah. right to start until you're done. Like there's no yeah. done.
1: Like Oh, there's start. no, yeah, it's never done.
0: Never done, live your life, do something amazing. I, like I always tell people, if you are waiting to date or dance mm-hmm. or travel until your house yep. is organized, don't wait anymore. Mm-hmm. Just d- go on one date, add, do one app, go on one mini weekend trip or a day trip. Give yourself like you don't stop starving yourself yeah. for life until you've completed some arbitrary task. It is fine to live your life. And in fact, it's essential. And the more you fill your life with joy and things that bring you happiness, the less that clutter is going to make any sense, and the easier it's going to fall away for you.
1: Mm, that was so good. Thank you. I love doing these interviews because they're like like many motivational workshops for me to- <laughs> I can use that my day. I'm like today's going to be a great day now.
0: We can do it. Yes. I feel the same. You have such like positive energy. I love the, like you have, I can tell that you just cheer people on with such like pure joy and love.
1: And you know what? Thank you for that. It is funny. Cause I, I posted me with my dang reels. I posted a reel on today about how to say no. Right. And as a recovering people pleaser myself, you know, I would, I would always like try to do the thing that was better for everybody else that so they would feel happy. Yeah. And now at this time of my life, I'm like, what's, what's good for Wendy, you know? And it's about, like a couple weeks ago, I received some really, really bad news. And at, the old Wendy would have continued on with everything that she had set for the day and the interviews and everything else. And I was like, you know what? I ain't feeling it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I canceled everything and I just sat here and cried.
0: I love it. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. And I I made no
1: excuse for it. I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do.
0: It is crazy to me how many times I, because I'm so high functioning, like I just will keep going and going and going until the point that my body is dragging and being like, please stop. So Mm -hmm. I love, I love that for you. I love, I love that for me when I can do it. But it is like amazing how, especially as women, we are taught to just force ourselves to perform under excruciating circumstances. And I know that feeling is a recovering people pleaser. Also, it's like, if I don't have a good enough excuse... I can't cancel. Well, now I'm learning, like, please, yeah. you guys, I, I even want to just have carte blanche to cancel the first bit day of my period. Like, that's like a thing now <laughs> where I'm like, mm, I just am going to warn everyone, hey, you're in the danger zone. And if you are within the 12 hours of hell, I'm going to cancel on you. Like, I am not even like messing around anymore. Like, I feel like we have to like, take back our power and be like, oh, it's not my job to nurture everyone else on the planet and completely yeah. abandon myself hard pass.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. thank you. So where can we find you?
0: Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm everywhere. You're so, everywhere. Um, I'm everywhere. So I am on podcast at star.hansen. I am on all the socials, but what I want to offer to your listeners is Ooh. a gift. I want to give them a gift because who doesn't want a present? It's a non-clutter. Don't worry. I'm not sending you a tiger striped candle that you're going to hate and have to throw <laughs> away. Um, no. So if you go to, po- starhanson.com forward slash podcast. I have a couple of free gifts for you. So one, you can get a free copy of my book, a downloadable instant copy of my book. Yep. You can still buy it on Amazon or Audible, but who doesn't want a free book? I mean, let's just be Uh, real.
1: Oh my God. That's so nice.
0: Yeah. It's my pleasure. And then I also have a quiz on there that is the which monster is in your closet keeping you disorganized quiz. So, yes, you can find out who's 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 mucking up your situation. Um and then you can always catch me every week. I have an amazing organizing community called the Chaos to Calm Organizing Community and we over the course of a year, organize every room in your house. We over we like basically confront the deep emotional things that keep you stuck. I am available for Q and A. It's like the easiest way to get emotional and physical mm. support with organizing without it costing a million dollars or feeling like I need to be there in your home with you. So um, that's where <laughs> I am. That's where I spend my time. But yeah, go to starhandson.com forward slash podcast and you can get that download and start to see why the fuck your clutter is not going away.
1: I'm glad that you didn't say F. No, it depends just,
0: on the show. It depends on the show. If, if, oh, yeah, if if I know. Like, They're like, oh, You cuss like crazy so I can, I am like a cowgirl, like a ranch girl. So I cuss all the time. I will like make my own, <laughs> own cuss words. Like it's like a DIY project with my mouth. Tony um, Robbins does it.
1: I mean, why not? Well, he it said helps there, there's attention. actually like a psychological thing to
0: it. So I oh, say,
1: really? I say yes. yes to the fuck word.
0: But I like if I'm speaking for like a Christian audience or something, like I try to be mindful that I'm like, they may get turned off and I don't want them to get turned off because of that word. It's punctuation, people. It's just punctuation. But I try to meet people where they are. So thank you for meeting me where I am, which is a potty mouth
1: cowgirl. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Star. Oh, thank you. It
0: was so great to be here. And thanks to the audience.
1: And now for the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, you have to figure out how clutter is helping you, especially if you have recurring clutter. Number two, once you see how it's helping you, then you can actually get that need met. You're going to stop beating the drum of the clutter and you're going to move into meeting the need. Number three, once you know the deeper cause of your clutter, any system will work. And if you don't know the cause of your clutter, well, no system is going to work. Number four, what's tricky about this layer of clutter and this chapter of life is we're redefining ourselves. What that means is we have to grieve the former versions of us, honor it, be present to it, and honor the complexities of it. Number five, In our 20s and 30s, we were nesting and making space for future baby birdies. (laughs) But now in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, we're shifting into a different phase of life. We want that weight off of us, that burden off of us, and it's a reframe. Number six, we want to start building a life that works for us versus trying to just fit in or do what we should do. There's no should. Embrace who you are and create systems around that. Number seven, wait until there's a hell yes. Hell yes of what you want to organize. Hell yes of what you want to bring in your house. Hell yes of what you want to get rid of. Don't be in such a rush. Allow your natural intuition to guide you in making those choices. Number eight, The number one thing that stops us from getting organized is the emotions that come up. So you learning to be present to those emotions, having a process for managing your emotions, self-regulation, any action you need to take, and going slow. Star, you are a superstar. Today's conversation was fascinating and very inspiring to me. It's Interesting to look at the stuff that fills our spaces and how we personally hold space for our stuff. Midlife is a great opportunity to declutter the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual stuff that is holding you back from being the next best version of you, the version of you who is waiting for you to set her free. Get started by downloading a free copy of Star's book, Why the Fuck Am I Still Not Organized, at starhanson.com forward slash podcast. While you're on her website, take a look see -see around because she has so much to offer between online courses, workshops, memberships, and one-on-one coaching. Star has got it going on. Thank you guys so much for being here today, and I will chat with you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change, or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.